Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you learn about why children write letters backward, how dogs know when you're lying to them, and why the tallest mountains on neutron stars may be less than a millimeter high. Let's satisfy some curiosity. When kids first learn to write, sometimes their letters come out backward. That can be troubling for their parents, who might worry that it's a warning sign for a learning disorder. But in fact, their brains are just working the way they evolved to. Learning to write may mean unlearning a basic fact about reality. Trying to write backward as an adult is really difficult, but it's super common for kids under six to write letters or even whole words backwards. So common, in fact, that there's a name for it. Mirror writing. We don't teach kids to do this, so how do they just do it on their own? The leading theory has to do with how our brains are wired to store images. That comes down to a visual process called mirror generalization. It means that our brains put more emphasis on remembering an object's shape than it does on which way that shape is facing. Like, imagine a teapot. Maybe you pictured it with a spout pointing left, or maybe you pictured it pointing right. You could have even pictured a top-down view. However you imagined it, you'd know it's a teapot. Its orientation doesn't really matter. But now, think about the Statue of Liberty. You probably know what color she is, what she's wearing, and roughly how big she is. But which hand is she using to hold the torch? If you can't remember, that's mirror generalization in action. Your brain prioritizes the 360-degree view over its memory of which side is which. It's her right hand, by the way. Sorry, lefties. This way of perceiving the world helped our ancestors survive. I mean, no matter which way your eyes view a tiger, your brain knows it's a tiger. And more importantly, it knows that it's time to run. And this process works extremely well. There is almost nothing in the natural world that needs to stay in one orientation to be identified. Except for written language. Written language came much later in our evolutionary history, and our brains haven't had time to catch up. For writing, the letter's orientation matters. Flip a lowercase p and it becomes a q. Flip it vertically and it becomes a b. Flip it again and it's a D, and all four of those letters make very different sounds. When we teach kids to write, we're training their brains to go against the mirror generalization process. The key to mastering that pesky letter P is practice, practice, practice. Dogs. They seem to have complete trust in humans, or at least in their owners, but new research suggests that dogs aren't always as gullible as they appear. As in, they can tell when they're being lied to. The ability to detect a lie relies on something called theory of mind. Basically, being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes and understand how they are thinking. A classic study of theory of mind in children involved chocolate. A child would watch as one person hid chocolate in a cupboard, and then that person would leave the room. Next, the chocolate was moved to another cupboard, and the child had to say where the original person would think the chocolate was when they came back. Only children aged four or older correctly said that he would think it was in the original cupboard. Younger children assumed the absent person had the same information that they did. 
And similar experiments have been done with several primate species with mixed results. So it's only natural that scientists would want to try the same thing on dogs. Researchers at the University of Vienna recruited 260 dogs for an experiment that went like this. First, a human placed a treat in one of two opaque buckets as the dog watched. A second human would then enter the room and switch the treat from one bucket to the other, with the dog still watching. The first person would then point to the empty treat bucket, giving that dog false information. In half of the trials, the person giving bad information was out of the room when the treat was switched. In these trials, the dog knew that person hadn't seen the switch. In the other half of the trials, the person was in the room as the switch happened. The scientists thought that if the dogs had theory of mind, they would be less likely to choose the empty bucket indicated by the absent person than by the person who saw the switch. They'd know that they had more information than the absent person, so they would choose the correct bucket in that scenario. But that's not what happened. Instead, the dogs would follow the bad advice of the human as long as the dog knew that they didn't know any better. But when the person who saw the switch indicated the empty bucket, the dogs refused. It was as if they were happy to go along with a mistake made in goodwill, but not if they were being actively deceived. So in the end, dogs might be lovable and gullible, but that doesn't mean that they're not able to catch you in a lie. If you're an adventure seeker, you might dream of scaling the tallest mountain on Earth. But what if you scaled a mountain on a neutron star? Well, you'd be in for a very different sort of adventure. Neutron stars are one of the most extreme objects in the universe. They have as much mass as our sun, but while our sun is over a hundred times the diameter of Earth, neutron stars pack all that mass into a sphere roughly the size of San Francisco. If you stood on a neutron star, you'd be immediately pulled apart from the extreme gravity. But as it turns out, neutron stars do have a few familiar qualities. They have a similar structure to our planet. There's a solid crust, just like on Earth. And that crust surrounds a dense neutron soup that moves like a liquid. Not only that, but neutron stars are geologically active, too. Sometimes there are even star quakes on neutron stars. But that's where the similarities stop. The crust of a neutron star is about 10 billion times stronger than steel and much thinner than Earth's crust. That crust does form mountains, thanks to gravity crushing and stretching it into shape. But these are no ordinary mountains. Because we're talking about such a massive object, it might be tempting to think that any mountains on it could be pretty extreme too, right? Well, it's exactly the opposite. Since all that gravity squishes a neutron star into an almost perfect sphere, mountains there would be teeny tiny. How tiny? A research team from the UK has recently given an estimate using complex computer simulations, and it's even tinier than scientists thought. So imagine you were as tall as an ant. Scientists used to think that a neutron star mountain would be about a hundred times your height, a few centimeters high. Not exactly Everest, but still a pretty decent-sized hill to an ant. But this new research suggests that the tallest mountain on a neutron star would be less than a millimeter high, 
if you were an ant-sized observer, it wouldn't even reach your knee. Definitely a beginner summit, if you can survive the crushing gravity. Which you can't, so don't try it. That's right. PSA, do not attempt to climb a mountain on a neutron star. We're all about safety here. <laughs> Let's recap what we learned today to wrap up, starting with the fact that kids write letters backwards because they haven't unlearned a process called mirror generalization. That's basically the way your brain remembers the shape of objects without remembering their orientation. Whether you remember a teapot facing right or left, it's still a teapot. But if you write a Q facing right, it becomes a P. And if you write a backwards R, then, well, it's adorable. That's basically the basis of the Toys R Us logo, right? They have a backwards R right in the middle of their logo because it's for kids. And kids write backwards R's. And that's adorable. And that's adorable. <laughs> and we learned that dogs know when you're lying. Dogs in a study were more likely to go along with bad advice if they thought the human didn't know better than if they thought the human was deceiving them. Dogs may be lovable, but they're on to you. I thought this was really surprising because, yeah, you just, I mean, when kids do this test, it's either they choose the first location because they don't realize that the person who left the room doesn't know what they know. Or they choose the second location because they do think the person who left the room knows what they know. But this adds in that weird wild card where they're like, no, yeah, if they left the room, I mean, they don't they don't know better. So I'll just I'll make them feel better by choosing the bucket that they point to. But if they were there, no way. That's rude. They lied to me and I am not going to go along with it. Dogs certainly do not like when you're rude. Right. Yes. We also learned that neutron stars pack the mass of our sun into an area the size of San Francisco. All that crushing gravity means that they form a nearly perfect sphere. And that means that if they have mountains, they would be less than a millimeter tall, which is barely knee high to an ant. Here's some other fun facts. So let's say you did want to go mountain climbing somewhere other than Earth. Well, the tallest peak on any of the planets in our solar system is on Mars. Olympus Mons was formed from an impact and it's about two and a half times taller than Mount Everest. But because of its lower gravity, it would be a lot easier to climb too. And there's an even bigger peak in our solar system and it's not on a planet. This is kind of cheating, but it's on the asteroid Vesta. It's the surface feature Rhea Silvia and it's just a little bit bigger than Olympus Mons but it covers about 90% of the diameter of the asteroid. So really, we're just talking about how an asteroid is shaped kind of like a mountain. And so we're saying that that mountain is taller than Olympus Mons, which I feel like is sort of cheating. But it is established that this is a very large feature in the solar system. So we're going with it. But anyway, the asteroid is so small that gravity would be really slight. I mean, that'd be a climbing adventure, right? Or a jumping adventure. Yeah, that'd be fun. As long as you don't jump so high that you escape the gravity of the asteroid, which, you know. Right. You'd have to do those calculations first. Oof. I feel like I would, like, tie myself down to I pretty... mean, if you have... I don't... Okay, so what's the... Let's see. <laughs> see, I don't know what the gravity is. We're, <laughs> we're talking so much about the gravity. Would you have to tie yourself down? I don't know. Um, let me see. Gravity on asteroid Vesta... Cody, it's 0.22 meters 
a second squared. So there you go. <laughs> I don't know. What is it on, on Earth? On Earth, it's uh, 9.8 meters per second squared. Is that right? 9.8 meters per second squared? Yes, that is right. I'm doing the math here. For a second there, I was thinking 6.02 times 10 to the 23rd. <laughs> that is Avogadro's number, which is not Earth's gravity. Okay, so if you weigh like 200 pounds on Earth, you would weigh four and a half pounds on Vesta. So yeah, you should probably tie yourself down. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I mean, tether myself. I'm not going to like tie myself to the asteroid. <laughs> yeah, then you wouldn't really be able to adventure. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I would I would tether myself. You know, I'd be likely to tether myself pretty much anywhere where I could jump like too high. Yeah, I feel like that's a good rule of thumb. <laughs> anywhere you go in the solar system, just tether yourself. There you go. Today's writers were Steffi Drucker, Cameron Duke, and Brianna Brownell. Our managing editor is Ashley Hamer. Our producer and audio editor is Cody Goff. Join us again tomorrow on Curiosity R Daily to learn something new in just a few minutes. I could hear how that R was backwards. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and until then, stay curious. Stay curious.